This is the way. This is the way. Hello there. So say we all. May the force be with you. You're a wizard, Harry. I am Iron Man. What about second breakfast? Assemble. You're here because you know something. Whoa, this is heavy. I volunteer as tribute. I'm Batman. You have chosen wisely. The North remembers. Go infinity and beyond. The force will be with you. Welcome to the Nerdverse, nerds! Today, this corner of the Nerdverse is for all you Star Wars nerds out there. I'm Joanna, an old friend of the family, Krupnik. And I'm Brian, I'd be careful where I was sticking my nose if I were you, Plofsky. And I'm so happy you woke up from your Order 66 PTSD to be here today. Because today, in the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian, we will be using the Force to suspend and torment frogs in midair and talk about Chapter 6 of the Book of Boba Fett, From the Desert Comes a Stranger. But first, as we start every episode, this is your spoiler alert alert. I repeat, this is your spoiler alert alert. We are going to spoil everything Star Wars before this moment. Everything. Everything (laughs) from Clone Wars to Rebels to the prequels to Solo to Mandalorian to other Boba Fett stuff. Bad Batch. Sorry, Bed Batch. Everything. This is is your spoiler alert alert. Uh, I got my passport right here, Brian. Want to see it? Take a look. I do. Uh, we are entering into the Nerdverse Star Wars sector. Uh, This is uh, Customs. Uh, okay, let's see here. This is your Star Wars passport. You have five lightsaber stamps. Please step this way. Thank um, you. Here's my here's my passport, Joanna. And you have how many? Eight. There are eight lightsaber eight, stamps in eight there. Eight lightsaber stamps. Okay. Excellent. Uh, eight. Eight lightsaber Holy stamps. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> I... I, I have to be honest with you. I'm I watched this earlier today. I've watched it a couple times since. I'm still catching my breath. Um I know. I'm still trembling a little bit. I had a hard time texting you just to figure <laughs> out when we were gonna record today because like my fingers wouldn't stand still. I felt like I like uh, you know when you get the wind knocked out of you and it takes a while to like get everything back into like I'm very lightheaded. Like yeah. this I I expected I don't know what I expected. I'm just like, this is what I'll say. This episode just like brought out all the possibilities that these TV, that Disney owning this with the TV shows can be like, there was just so much possibility. Like, like I sobbed during most of this, like what's wrong with me? I saw two, and I can't believe we're lucky enough to be in a world where we're getting young Luke Skywalker in our own content. Also, let's take it. Hold on. Hold on. We made a huge, huge mistake. All hail Dave Filoni. Like, Mr. Filoni, thank you for understanding Star Wars and being able to do magical things with it. And, like, Mr. Favreau, thank you so much. Like, like... To me, this just shows that while Kathleen Kennedy, while the blame, the buck goes to Kathleen Kennedy, who's overseeing all of this, it, in my personal opinion, as a person who does not love the sequel narratives that they chose to go with, but those are canon, so I'm not complaining about it. Like, like, like 
to me, JJ is JJ Abrams is more to blame potentially than uh, than other people. I am a big Last Jedi fan, um, and we'll get into all that. But like, all hell, Mister Filoni, like that. The, ugh. Oh, I'm just ah. so glad he's getting live action now. I mean, the 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 weight of the animated extended universe to me is heavy, but not to everyone. <laughs> Brian has Cad Bane on his shoulder. Cat on his shoulder. Um, it is just uh, I, I'm speechless. I mean, whether or not it's appropriate, I'm loving every second of this and yeah. what it means going forward. Yeah, I, I mean, you know what? Let's just go moment to moment. Like there's too okay. much to cover just like in this. So well, let's just get right into it. Yeah, I'm gonna do this as quick as I can. We're gonna just talk through the plot real quick and then we'll go back and comb through in all of our all of our thoughts and feelings. So we open with a wide shot of the moisture vapors, uh, vaporators on Tatooine, a group of Pike Syndicate couriers meet. Major Western vibes. They are confronted by Cobb Vanthal, Timmy Oliphant, who tells okay. them to get the hell out. Yes. Timmy the Oliphant. Stud. Stud muffin. I, I didn't think we were going to get him again, but I was so giddy when we did. Do you, did you ever watch Justified? No, but I, I know I've seen scenes of that that he's in, but also The Office. So. Yes, yes. But he yeah. Justified's one of my top 10 TV shows of all time. And he's he plays a marshal in that, and he's wonderful. And I love Timothy Oliphant. It just everything about him makes me excited. He's so handsome. He's such a hunk, and uh, such a hunk. That opening western scene was very cool. It brought us back to the Boba Fett world at Tatooine after mm-hmm. last week. Um, really, not only Fennec Shan showed up. So like, e- even though. This was straight from Mandalorian season two. Being back on Tatooine with the Pike Syndicate, using him, like got me back into okay. This is where we're gonna focus on. Yeah, and he was wearing Boba's armor, so he's connected to the story of Boba Fett for sure. Yeah, and totally, they're on the same totally. planet. Yeah, no, that that checks out. Totally. So he tells them to get the hell out. Uh, he shoots them. They leave a box filled with valuable spice, but Vanth tips over this spice, saying that he doesn't give a shit about the value, and lets it blow away. Title card. Okay, so Din is in his new whip, the N1 Starfighter, and is flying down into a green forested world. Uh, We see R2-D2 with his little radar signal leading him to land. R2 has him wait while androids are building what looks like the first stone igloo of Jedi school. Din waits to be taken to Luke Skywalker. Okay, let's stop here. I feel like I feel like <laughs> I feel like it's really hard to stay focused while you're just like going through the plot. Like, let's stop here. Okay, okay. up until this point. Okay, uh, Timothy Olyphant's a hottie. We love that. The Pike stuff got me excited, and then I really liked the shot of kind of like the spice mixing with the sand at the beginning, mm-hmm. symbolic that like like this is the, this is his land. He doesn't care about the value, like you mentioned. Um, that was very cool. Um, and then, and then we go to this other planet. And when I saw that Di- that we were seeing Din fly over a forested planet, I said, "Oh, oh fuck! They're actually going to do this." We're because doing I, it. That's what I thought too. I under no circumstances thought 
that we were actually going to say, I know he says, I'm going to go say hi to a little friend, but I thought that was just letting us know that off screen, he's going to go deal with that and then meet us again. I had no idea we were going to go with him. Yeah. Well, I think that we'll talk about this at the end, but I, that also says a lot about, I'm, I'm very confused as to what they're trying to do with the book of Boba Fett and Mandalorian. And like, I understand this is all one story told in the same, you know, time uh, period, but like, mm-hmm. we'll talk about it at the end. We'll talk but about yeah, it. Cause I, I have thoughts on that. I, I'm with you too. I, I'm, I was shocked and surprised that this is what was happening during this episode. And then we saw art two, and like my heart <sighs> melted. And then we saw them building. I, I really liked how Filoni direction, it really just kind of like, settled and like let let that sequence breathe a little bit in terms of like yeah. r2 coming and them watching those droids build the hut um, yeah well because I, I we're now that. realizing all we're putting this all into context too we've yes. seen the newest ones the newest movies so that plays into that seeing r2 remembering the relationship and how how they've interacted once it all's like coming it needs to it needs a moment to breathe for sure it was really, I really, this is a weird thing, but I really like seeing Mando and the Mandalorian armor against different backdrops. Mm, I feel like we haven't too. seen him really against like a lush green backdrop it, 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 compared to all the kind of like desert planets or very high tech planets. I feel he hasn't been on very lush, um, like, uh, you're right. Lush green. planets. He yeah. looks so good. His armor, like his costume, his suit, his helmet, he just looks so good. The way that he reflects so much and then it's like matte and dull. It's just, it's so aesthetically pleasing to me. It It really does. And his freaking cape, like askew over his jetpack. Oh God, I'm obsessed. Okay. So he says, how long will I be waiting? He asks for all of us. Um, elsewhere in the forest, <laughs> Grogu meditates with Luke and not really meditating at all because he's ADD. And we know that when we see the frogs, he's obviously super distracted. Uh, Luke tells Grogu about Yoda and asks him if he would like to remember his past. We see in Grogu's mind the Jedi Temple during Order 66 and the Jedi being slain in front of him while trying to protect him. Okay, a couple <laughs> things here. The first thing is, let's go back a little bit. I really liked R2 shutting down because he knew it was going to be a while that he was going to wait. yeah. And he didn't want to, like, waste his battery power or whatever it is. Yes. I loved that. Um, yeah, let's talk about that first meditation sequence. What did you think? Well, of course, when I see it, I'm, I mean, I'm dying. I'm just like, oh, my God, it's crazy. And I'm just, uh, can we talk about the deep fake? He looks so good. Yeah. And the fact that they hired the deep fake guy from YouTube after they did that, like I, I'm, I'll be fascinated to see a behind the scenes of like how they actually did it this time. And like, aside from vocally, was Mark Hamill even there recording, filming with them, or was it just the stand-in? I'm very interested because it's so much more than it was at the end of season two, and a lot of his vocals were kind of like off camera. Uh, meaning like it wasn't the camera wasn't on his face when he was talking a lot at the beginning. So I'm very interested to see that. Um, I'm guessing that they, that Mark Hamill was there to, if not to say the lines for someone to um, emulate, at least to be there in part to help. Because um, if he did so much for that one moment in Mandalorian, this was like a full episode with not even real Mark Hamill. That's wild. 
With the technology, I don't even know if you need him there because you have the younger fit body. You don't, body but it might that. be nice and maybe adds to the magic. Sure. They seem to be really into like holding the magic on set. Um, yeah, yeah. They're reverent about it. So I feel maybe That's we'll fair. find That's out. True. We'll find out. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think he was there. Well, the the whole meditation sequence was really nice. It, honestly, those scenes not being fast paced and kind of slowing it down, like helped me to catch my breath because I couldn't believe that we were doing this right here and right yeah. then and there. Um, and, uh, and seeing like the torture of the frogs, which I don't love, but like, it was, <laughs> you know, like all that stuff. Is but adorable. we love I, him anyway. Yeah, I love all that stuff. And just like, man. He's so cute. That puppet when Christ. When when Luke is like moving him with the force so they could walk faster oh through the forest. Oh my god, like using him like a little like marionette. Oh yeah. I died. Oh my gosh. Just like those little things. Actually, when we were watching it, Jamie was like, does Luke have to walk very slowly like that? I know. Like, it really works out. Because Vando had to go slow, but Luke has the force. So we're, they're like, no, no, we're not going to go that slow. 100%. And then we got the Yoda mentions, uh, um, which was like, uh, just like heart. And that's when he goes into, let me show you your memories. Joanna, I only thought of you during that flashback. You the, uh, Like, I, I need to hear what you thought. Well, first of all, he was in a sleeping bag. I don't know. I don't know how you could get any cuter, but... Well, first, so my first thought was, who are these Jedi? And then I realized, I don't think we're supposed to know who the Jedi are. And mm. then I looked at the stormtroopers, the clone troopers, and I was like, oh my God, it's so sad because you love these guys so much. And that moment was such a horrible turn. And then I think, who's gonna, who's the one that stole him away? We're not, that. we don't see that. And then I thought, that his eyes remind me of Dobby when it's like, I'm going to cry when it's when he's like reflecting the sabers in his eyes. And then we get that moment later, but it's with Luke's saber in his eyes. And the context is totally different. Like you see the scared and sadness in those orb, like saucer eyes. And then you see the same thing later, but it's so different. Yeah. That's a really good point. I mean, you're crying right now. And I have to say like, I was intrigued by that scene. I was like, who's holding him? How does he get away? Mm -hmm. Is he running on someone's back? Like, is it Kanan? Like, I, I thought of like that kind of stuff. Oh, um, Jesus. But I don't think Kanan, Kanan wasn't, wasn't in the temple when this all happened. Um, but like, I just. But like, Deba Balaba, it kind of looked like it was Deba Balaba as what was one of the, the protectors. But again, I think it's just, they all wear the same clothes. I, they yeah, all fight totally. the same way. So I think it's just generic Jedi. Totally. Um, I just like, I thought the same things as you. I was tearing up. I was like, we're seeing this again, like, like the clone troopers. But I will, I will, it, um, when I thought the clone troop, seeing clone troopers in this show, in the Boba Fett show specifically, is always fascinating because you have that juxtaposition of like Django and Boba versus those clone troopers mm -hmm. and our attachment from having watched Clone Wars and Rebels and all of that to the clone troopers. Um, and, 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 and I just find that very fascinating and it always brings up something very deep and emotional for me. Um, and I want to talk more about, we'll talk more about the ones we talk about, like Boba Fett in general, the show. Yeah, in big picture, I just, they're not telling us who took him from the temple. And I know that's intentional. Because yeah, that's, totally. that's literally the line that Ahsoka says in Mandalorian is someone took him from the temple. So they're holding that back. 
For which show, I have no idea at this point. But right, it's being right. held back from us. Totally. Okay. So, uh, meanwhile, uh, Dan wakes up and sees Ahsoka Tano. I screamed. What an embarrassment of riches. I screamed, Joanna. Joanna, I screamed. I screamed. I did too. I, I, I. I, Of all the people we thought we were going to see bringing Ahsoka into this? I, I immediately screamed and started crying thinking about the fact that like we're gonna have an Ahsoka Luke scene. Like uh, just the just the concept of that in the moment in my head, I sobbed. I started crying immediately. And not only that, but then she's on screen with R2. When she goes over to R2, like all, I'm just getting goosebumps right now. Like, like full goosebumps. I'm gonna turn into a, a goose. Like I'm I'm just uh, uh, like her buddy R2. She's gone on so many missions with R2. Oh, I'm gonna She's cry helped right now. rescue R2. Ooh. Like it, it's insane. Ooh. And it's just there. And what I just it was the last person I ever thought they needed I, to or were going to include. And this leads me to my question. Well, I mean, why do we think that this is being kept so precious? Maybe. Maybe we're all just insane. And Dave, what do you mean? Maybe Dave Filoni's like, you guys, it's Ahsoka. Like, you're going to get her as much as we want you to get her. It's R2. We'll bring her out. Like, maybe we're all just like, oh, they're going to save it. It's going to be saved. Maybe they're like, no. Why would you think we'd be this precious about it? You're going to get these characters. Yeah. Maybe we're just, just insane. I think we are insane. I'm not, I'm not, I think we are. But I also but think that, like, like, I think it's an interesting question to ask. Aside from fan service, why bring Ahsoka into this episode? You could have you you and I you could have had other that you could there could have been other obstacles in his way of it. And I, I get why we kind of got Ahsoka, but and we'll talk about that more later because I think Ahsoka is there for two reasons. Um, and we'll talk about that when we get to those oh, scenes. Yeah. Um, but I have to say, just oh. And Rosario Dawson holds the screen. Like, you can't take in anything she does. I can't take my eyes off her. So putting her as Ahsoka, just already, like, I'm sobbing. I'm sobbing. I'm excited. I'm I'm obsessed with her. I don't know. I don't know what you want from me. I mean, I can die happy now. Like, what do you... They gave gave us these people in the book of Boba Fett? I mean, a whole separate topic, but I just can't believe it. My hope is because they're introduced, reintroducing all these characters again. My hope is at the end of next week's finale, the stinger is a large trailer that is going to preview all of the upcoming Star Wars show. So we get some Ahsoka, we get some Kenobi, we get some Andor, like all of that stuff. The acolyte, I don't know, but I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just saying. I know. Anyway, keep it's, going. It's all too I'm, much. I'm freaking okay. out. Okay, she takes him to see Grogu, but questions if reuniting them is what is best for Grogu. Or what is best for Din. We learn that Grogu misses Din a lot. <laughs> Thank God. And that here Grogu will be the first student in Luke's new Jedi school. And that this is the safest place for Grogu to be right now. No safer place than the Jedi school. The Kylo Ren will tear down. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I want to talk about that Din and Ahsoka scene. Um, that scene... My concern, my concern was if you bring Grogu and the Mandalorian together so soon after they said goodbye, 
in at the end of season two of Mandalorian, I feel like that almost under I, my my fear was that it was going to undercut the incredible sequence that that was where he says goodbye and takes his helmet off. Right. I want to. Yes. But I want to ask you a question. Do you actually think it just happened that that happened in your heart? Like it's been a while. I know, I know, I know, yeah. I agree it undercuts. I thought we wouldn't get this again till forever. I don't think we're going to get the Din and Grogu. Nope, that's not true. I now think we will see them together. I, that's what I thought that I was going to think. But the way that they handled it with her posing the question, especially after we just had the conversation with the armorer about the differences between Mandalorians and Jedis in terms of how they, um, they go about their lives and their training. I actually think that these sequences were way more effective because we had that goodbye scene because I believed how much the two of them missed each other and the pain of the two of them not seeing each other in that moment, even without Pedro Pascal's face, was so much more palpable than without that scene or undercutting it. I just think that scene was so well done. And especially with Ahsoka saying like, that was my choice to not train him. That does yeah. not have to be Luke's choice. And I, I thought that was so... And then he goes, well, my choice is to see him. And she yeah. talks to him really about, like, 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 let him make the choice. If you really want him to have this armor and that's what you want, then I will bring it to him. And yeah. I just thought that that was just, like... It was such an adult, grown-up Star Wars scene, if that makes sense. And, and it didn't undercut it. Yeah, well, and Din, Din's in some special way right now. He's so violent. He obviously misses Grogu so much. And just to see how his growth, again, this isn't the show for his growth, but to see his growth for how he's been throughout Mando 1 and 2 with Grogu and becoming a father figure and making the responsible choices, and then to see him do this too, and you see he's obvi- He's like, there's no question I'm going to go see Grogu, I'm going to give him this gift, and to see him have to walk those steps back and say, but I, but I want to, like, I came all this way. His voice actually cracks with some emotion was just yeah. heartbreaking. And, but you know, he's growing up. I mean, Din's growing up too. He's seeing that this is his responsibility because it's what's best for the child, not for him. That's a really interesting point that we hear his voice crack. And I feel like throughout all two and a half seasons of Mandalorian that, you know, he's very monotone. He's very straight to the business. He's all about that. But in these last two episodes in Boba Fett, you see his voice crack a little. You hear his voice crack a little bit. And I feel like that has a ton, a ton of meaning is because we've only heard his voice for so many episodes. And that yeah. crack, you can really pick up on it because he's been so consistent in how he doles out his dialogue up until that point. That's such a good point. I love it. I'm obsessed. Agreed. And I, I want to put a pin in, in Pedro Pascal as well for the end, because I have a lot of uh, uh, thoughts about shouts to the actors and the voice, and it's not happening at the same time. So I just have a lot of thoughts on that. Okay. Yeah. Din who's, leaves the best guard. Who's actually gift. showing yeah. up to who's shooting? Who's there? Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and who's, you know, uh, who is uh, molding their performance to fit the other? Okay. So Din leaves the Beskar gift with Ahsoka and then departs reluctantly. So Luke is still training Grogu and he's getting a bit better, but his heart is obviously not in it. So Ahsoka comes and says farewell. What should I do about him? Trust your instincts. Will I see you again? 
perhaps. May the force be with you. Din flies back to Tatooine and back to Boba Fett. In a brief... Okay. Mm -hmm. Joanna. Yes. Between I'm a friend of the family... I know. I mean, I literally just made two bullet points, but I have like 45 notes that go in between those two bullet points. Do it. Do no, it, no, do I'm it. saying no, no. I'm I'm saying don't worry. I'm not discounting what happens in the moment where Ahsoka no, says goodbye. I know, but I want to hear. I want to hear what this scene did to you. Okay. Well, this scene obviously destroyed me, Brian. What did this scene yes. do for you? I cried the whole time. The whole time I cried. I oh couldn't believe we were getting it. It made me really anxious for, or not anxious, but like it made me yearn for the scene where they first met each other and she explained who she was. Like that I mean, we obviously got off that, camera or didn't happen. Are we going to get that is my question. Because if this means we're not, I'm furious. If they don't <laughs> give us, if they don't give us Ahsoka meeting Luke and then no, decided like figuring out who the other is. Because they have to, they obviously know now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I yeah. mean, Luke, Luke knows, Luke knows that she knew Anakin, but does Luke know that she was Anakin's Padawan? I don't know that. Yeah, I would assume that he knows everything. When she says, just like your father or whatever her line is there, like <sighs> heartbreaking, heart shattering. And, and I think, okay. Controversial statement, not controversial, but here's what I I, I want to get this out there. Ahsoka is in this show for for this episode for two reasons to me. The first reason is to be that be that obstacle, that voice of reason, that conscious for Din when he's deciding whether to see Grogu or not. Okay, that's the first mm-hmm. thing. The second thing is she's a sounding board for Luke. This is Luke's first time training somebody else. He says that he'll be first Padawan, the first member of this Jedi Academy, whatever it is. And so I, I can imagine him having a little bit of like imposter syndrome. So him asking Ahsoka for advice is really interesting because like I can see this confident version, like Jedi master confident version of Luke Skywalker crumbling under the the pressure that his nephew like destroyed what he built and that he failed him because I can see that happening in, in, in through this because in my personal opinion, he's, he's just figuring it out and he, and, and he has no one to guide him. Um, he's, you know, he has Ahsoka now um, in some ways. And I just think this all very, very fascinating because he is still, which we see him kind of break in The Last Jedi, he's still uh, going by the old way of the Jedi, even though he is the next version of the Jedi moving forward. He's still going by the old texts. He's still going by what he was taught through Obi-Wan, through Yoda. And 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 then we have Rey and the other groups like moving forward. Again, the sequels don't do a great job of the themes of of, of all of this because I feel like the sequels are about breaking the ties to the generation before you um, while, and, and but still associating with them and making your own thing. And I feel like I, I, I could see the trajectory of Luke kind of being broken by what happened based on kind of like how this is going in this episode. 
Does that make sense? Is that too out of the out of left field? No, I think what I'm also pulling from what you're saying is that all throughout the whole Skywalker saga, you're getting throughout generations, you're getting a, a more watered down or different version of what it means to be a Jedi. Too, the Jedi of today are different from the Jedi of the of of zero ABY are different from the Jedi of negative 13 ABY or BBY. You know, it's, it, it's changing generationally too, as things, as people learn things, Luke is a different Jedi, uh, you know, a different school of thought than his father, than Ahsoka, than Yoda. And it's, that's really interesting. I, I actually thought you were going to say too, that we're watching Luke, not quite sure, you know, maybe it's some imposter syndrome, but we're watching him, learn the lessons of his father through Ahsoka who learned them from him. And the fact that he's getting, he's getting assurance and getting a sounding board in Ahsoka and the Ahsoka memories, you know, the Ahsoka thoughts are coming from her time with Anakin. So it's that he's actually getting, getting some training in the world in a way indirectly from his own father is just, Oh, it's just all too much, Brian. Yeah, it's, it's too much. I'm still overwhelmed thinking about this. Actually, talking this out with you is really helping me to like ground myself. Um, I'm so glad because I'm I was floating a little bit today. Uh, but I'll also point out in that whole sequence, like it's interesting because Ahsoka says to him like something to the effect of like you know sometimes the the Padawan trains the master or you right know, whatever the student chains the master. Yeah. And then that goes along with something that Yoda says in The Last Jedi, which is kind of like, isn't the goal of a master for your apprentice, your your Padawan to be better than you? And so, mm. like, I, I, you know, I feel like if you read between the lines, Luke is maybe missing some lessons in there or or trying to grasp on to some of those lessons. Um, I, I don't think that necessarily the sequels handled the 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 story that they created in the best way so like i'm criticizing what the movies decided to do canon wise not the decision to do those but how they executed those if that makes sense kind of the, the use of of all of retconning a lot of like luke in uh, rise of skywalker versus what happened in the last jedi um and uh i think that this ties a little bit more into that and i think I think that that's really interesting what they're doing here with, with, with Luke between the lines with him and Ahsoka's relationship. And like, Oh, here's a question for you. Do you think they just met? Do you think they met like a while ago? Do you think that she, here's a question. Do you think that she had met Luke Skywalker when she met Mando for the first time in season two? I don't, I don't know why, but I don't, my gut is no. My gut is they came in contact because Luke was, I don't know. I, I can't imagine so. I don't know. Yeah, Do you know, think so? Luke says, will I see you again? That feel, I don't think if he's seen her more yeah. than once, if he's seen her more than once, then like, I assume that like, they have constant communication or some kind of communication. It feels like a fresh a meeting because he's like, okay, that was really fun. Am I going to see you again? You know? Yeah. Uh, like, what, what we've just uh, yeah. done has been great. Or these last couple of weeks have been great. Will I see you again? 
Also, I didn't get a chance to look at it, but I'm pretty sure that that bamboo background and all of that is the same in that flashback in The Rise of Skywalker when a young Luke is training a young Leia. Oh my gosh. Wow. Deep cut. I, I didn't that. think about that. Yeah, we got to check that. Yeah, yeah. The, I also love when he's, uh, well, obviously I died when she said so much like your father, um, but died. I, died. I, I, died. I am dying again, but- it's like, it's funny because the way that Luke, that Mark Hamill, we'll just say it's Mark Hamill, receives it is like it's a compliment now, which in the earlier movies was something dark and scary to say that, you know, I see your father in you. But totally. now that Luke has, you know, brought his father to the light, it's like a wonderful thing. So that's really interesting. And I just like having Ahsoka there because remember, she's not a Jedi. So she sees the good and the bad with being a Jedi, and she's car- she's carving her own path. So I mm-hmm. like having her there because I have a feeling that Grogu's going to carve his own path too, which would be awesome if there's a whole league of people that do that. Maybe Ezra's going to do that. Kanan did it. He was in love with yeah. Hera. Like maybe there's a whole new sect of Jedi that we haven't un- we haven't gotten to discover yet, but they exist that that we're going to get the good things because Jedi is a, is a total flawed organization. They've got it sure. all wrong in many ways. So, And Ahsoka is the first person to tell you that. Yes. So I think that's just really cool. And I think putting Ahsoka with someone like Grogu and seeing where this whole Grogu plot may go, because as far as we knew, he was just going to go be a Jedi now. But uh, I don't think that's I don't think that's necessarily the case anymore. It's not clear. So it's just it's it's perfect to have her there and it's perfect to have yeah. her talk to someone who doesn't know who doesn't know about the Jedi like Mando. So I just. So I just looked up the scene where they were tra- Luke was training her from Rise of Skywalker. I don't see bamboo, but it is a jungle, so I'm just going to go ahead and say it's that plant. Yeah, I mean those igloo, those stone igloos are that's that for sure. It's like this is all I think. Yeah, that's in the Kylo flashbacks of Luke and stuff like that. For but sure. I'm imagining, yeah, but I'm imagining that he stays there, and so Leia yeah, will come there too. Totally. Yeah. 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 One hundred percent. Um. So wait, yeah. It, wait. It's just you incredible. remember? Remember when Ahsoka and Luke talked to each other? It was the fucking best. Yeah, like, and it's not even him. I'm not over it. <laughs> it's not even Far Campbell, but it's it's just incredible. I mean, and if you stick Obi Wan in there, I mean, he wouldn't be there at this point. But like, if we ever were to get, uh, I don't know, it's a Force Ghost Obi Wan, maybe I would. Uh, yeah, it's just incredible. I really hope we get to see their introduction to each other because yeah. At least for her to say, I was your father's Padawan. I mean, that would just be... And for Luke to say, don't worry, he turned at the end. Like, I want her to have that. I, that that's what I want. I want her reaction to say he got his redemption. That's yeah. what I want. That's what I need. Yeah. Or maybe she'll see Force Ghost Hayden and she'll and he'll tell her that it happened. I don't know, something. But I'll die. look, Hayden, Hayden Christensen's in the verse now, so he, anything's oh, possible. Goosebumps. <laughs> Chills. Goosebumps. Peter Tingles. Right. Um, okay, so are we going to Tatooine now? I guess. I guess so. We'll, we're going to come back to all of this, but we should, well, let's push forward with the plot. Because for those people who are enjoying the book of Boba Fett, um, we, you know, we're going to Tatooine now for them. <laughs> I could have stayed there all day in Bamboo Land, but, you know. Um, okay, so Din goes to Tatooine. Back to the book of Boba Fett. In a briefing room, Fennec Shan briefs everybody about the mobilization of Pike Syndicate forces. She thinks that the war is imminent now that the mayor is gone. Din offers to help recruit reinforcements. 
he goes to see his old close pal Cobb Banff and asks to um, ha- ask to have him help to lead a garrison. And since the people in his town are good fighters, they'd be very useful. But Banff says that they want to keep their newly acquired peace. Din issues a warning saying that this will be their problem too any day now. And then leaves. And then moments later, it's okay, stop, now stop, their problem. Stop. Okay, stop. Stop. <laughs> I, let's go back. I love. I know Boba Fett's in this for two seconds. I really liked all of the mods and the bounty hunters, like at least who's there so far, like standing around all there with Fennec Shand. That was super cool um, with Black Crescentin and, and all of that. Like that was super, super cool. Um, I really liked the conversation between Cobb Banth and him because he's basically saying he's square and, 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 and it's not, I like the idea that like he doesn't know how to ask a favor because he's just so used to being paid or like like paying back a favor or something like that and like a tit-for-tat type of thing. I thought that was super, super interesting. And I like how they're called Freetown now. They're trying to create their own like situation there. <clears throat> I like the idea that Cobb Vanth wanted to get the town together because my thought is that he was, when they had the town meeting before this next sequence, which I, I truly am not, I, I truly cannot wait to talk about. Um, <clears throat> That whole sequence, I have a feeling that when they had that town meeting, he was going to tell the town about his interaction with the Pikes that happened at the beginning of the episode. Because I don't think he wanted to, I, th- I don't think he wanted to like kind of cave into Din. He wanted to consult the rest of the town with the information that he had and make that decision as a whole. Does that make sense? I think he wanted to give them a choice. He's like, here are the facts. This interaction happened. We've been asked, what do we all think about this? I think it's a democracy there. And I think, you know, this whole episode's about choices. And I just think he was going to give his town that was just just given freedom their choice as well. So totally. uh, a short-lived idea, but nonetheless. And then we have, and then we had the new, <laughs> I was like, wait, Who's this new dude? Why are they just like introducing this random new dude? And then I was like, oh no. You mean this the hunky sheriff? The hunky deputy? The, the, hun- the hunky deputy. Um, um, Costco, like, Costco James Marston? Yes, Costco James Marston. Um, so yeah, that was, that that was, uh, I was like, oh no, something crazy can happen. And then, and then, and then, how do I even, how do I even begin? Whatever Fett is paying you will match. And all you've got to do is stay put and let things play out. I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. through your let's just say i just want to know what's in your head so 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 timmy looks up and what do you see before you and what do you think the first thing that i see is that dave filoni pulled that exact shot from lawrence of arabia 
that shot of a man coming out of the heat of the desert, rising up and blurring him. So he's almost like a mirage. And it comes, it turns, it comes from like, like it goes from horizon to person standing there. And just like that ominous feeling, I knew right away that it was our boy, Cad Bane. I knew right away. Like, and then I, 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 that's the scene I forgot to breathe. I did not breathe for however long that scene was five, 10. It could have been an hour. I didn't breathe the whole time. It was you could you could sense the fear in Timothy Oliphant. Oh, you can he did sense, a great job with that scene. Timothy Oliphant did. Yeah, you can sense the 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 like uneasy anxiety and the want to do something from the deputy standing up near the cantina. You could like all of that. Like <clears throat> that whole scene was directed so perfectly. And I'll say this: Cad Bane did more for Boba Fett. Robert Fettuccini did more for Boba Fett and repositioning him as a badass in his three or four lines than all of this season has actually done or Boba Fett has done for Boba Fett. Like bringing up the fact that like he used to work for the empire and he was a cold blooded killer, like for the empire was just like really popped, especially on that blue mouth with those sharp teeth. If those of you listening don't know, Cad Bane is a bounty hunter that was featured heavily in Clone Wars, created by Dave Filoni, Cad Bane. Cad Bane was in Clone Wars, worked with the Huts a lot. Cad Bane was also in Rebels. Cad Bane was also in The Bad Batch recently. Uh, Siri, sure, I can say that again, Siri. Cad Bane... Cad Bane was in all of that stuff, and Cad Bane has become one of my favorite characters. As Joanna mentioned earlier, I have the Funko Pop of Cad Bane. Um, I this is all I wanted. I, I, I'm so happy, Joanna. We saw Luke Skywalker and Ahsoka. I'm so happy we got Cad Bane. Like I, 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 I can't, I can't. I, I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I, I have a whole section of some thoughts I have on Cad Bane as well for people that don't know this character. Go for it. But he's no, it. no. Um, but he's he's very high profile in terms of bounty hunting. His basic his arcs have been kid, trying to kidnap Palpatine, good old Palpy, and. He's like just had a lot of run-ins with Jedi. So in every one of his episodes in Clone Wars, in Bad Batch, and in Rebels, it, is he in Rebels though? I think it's just Clone Wars. I think it's just two episodes in Clone Wars, which is incredible because he leaves such an impression. I think it's just two episodes in Clone Wars and maybe two episodes in Bad Batch. But the episodes are really big deal episodes. Anakin and Padme are dealing with their romance, their their romantic relationship which is not actual a big they don't make a big deal out of that through the vast clone wars series there's a couple episodes where they sort of have heart to hearts about their love for one another and also anakin's relationship to the jedi order and how that is often two opposing forces cad bane is in episodes with yoda like having disturbances with the force cad bane is in episodes that involve Omega, who is the only chain code relative to Boba, and with Fennec. So, like, all of these episodes that involve Cad are very, like, important and high-profile episodes. So, there's a uh, He's in an episode with a big arc between Ahsoka and Anakin, too. Anakin teaching Ahsoka that, like, she still has a lot to learn about the Jedi. So, just to bring him in, and not only that, Brian, but to bring him in to be on the side of the pikes that I did not expect. Um, yeah. Also, so 
Cad Bane is in a lot of Clone Wars episodes. Yeah, but not Rebels, right? Over 10 episodes. He is mentioned in Rebels. He he doesn't actually have like a an appearance um but he is mentioned um in graffiti like in in a background of an episode and then he's in the bad batch um yeah but did you but yeah. i didn't expect him to be on the side of the pikes that makes it awesome it make, yeah i didn't either and it makes a lot of sense because the pikes would hire somebody like that we, he's always been hired by the bad the 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 objectively bad side in situations like being hired by the huts to free zero from jail like to be hired to you know get sidious for um for what's his name for dooku you know what i mean like like uh like or to get omega to get omega like all that but he was hired by ton we right in bad batch yeah uh yeah yeah or fennec was uh yeah, the people in Camino. I forget her name, but yeah, the the lady who anyway, loves her. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, it was it was just so it was just awesome. It was just and Cad Bane. We and he looked. This is sort of an aside, but like the in the Thrawn books, I know that Thrawn is Chiss, and that um, uh, that 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 Cad Bane is not. Cad Bane is Ducas Duro. or Duro Duro. Duro. Both blue people. But it's a reminder that even the people on these in this galaxy that have seen all sorts of kinds of aliens, they still respond really viscerally to certain ones. And Timothy Oliphant's face, when we get the eye reveal of oh. Cad Bane, is like horror. And that's exactly what people do when they see Thrawn. I mean, that, that's how it's depicted in books, where people get scared. I don't know if it's because they know he's Chiss. I don't think they know anything about the Chiss, but... There's something about certain people and species and everything on these in this galaxy that exudes terror, and Cad Bane exudes terror. And something that, re- first of all, the look was amazing. I didn't balk at all. It didn't look cheesy or corny. I was genuinely afraid. Those eyes, that the the teeth, also the comment about like not sticking your nose where it doesn't belong, and he doesn't, and he really doesn't have, have a one. Nose. Yeah. That was amazing, and then my and then his his fingers, those alien like fingers that we see in the the Clone Wars, like like touching the gun was just amazing, and and like Corey Burton still did the voice, and, and the that's voice what is got me. I know the voice is great. It's changed Joanna, a lot since the beginning, but it is it is yeah. peak now. It's peak. Like this Joanna, is my favorite got version. Cat we got Cad. I can't believe that these things are happening. Not we only watching- do we get Cad Bane, but we don't even have to like him. We're gonna have to fight him. He's oh, not gonna man, be helping us Cad fight. Bane. It's gonna be an obstacle, oh, and he's so much it. more formidable as an opponent. I just, uh. I can't believe it. And but also, we haven't even talking about talked about the fact that talking. We haven't even talked about the fact that like that standoff duel sequence that Wild West. Oh my theme, god. Like, was just so good and it was so good but yeah, my question R. I. P. for you is the hunky deputy mm. <clears throat> but too soon r.i.p hunky deputy but we're cob vanth is not dead Oldafon the subtitle yeah the subtitles i watched this because i'm conf- i was simming he the deputy hunky deputy got a bunch of bullets uh or or pew pews but cob only got one and everyone's like is he okay get a medic so i'm assuming he'll be fine 
I feel like if he actually died, there would have been like an overhead shot of him like dead. Lying um, there with blood or something. Yeah. I don't yeah. think he's dead. I think they're trying to salvage him now. Yeah. Please, the Bacta, that, Bacta does, does wonders. Okay. Like, why are we complaining here? Yeah, Bacta yeah. does great things on this on this in this galaxy. I'm not concerned about anyone dying unless you have like 45 shots to you, like he did. Um, totally. Deputy. But yeah, he it was it was unreal. It was everything I wanted in his reveal. Um, he also I don't know if he still has them, but he also has like jetpacks in his boots, so he could fly. Maybe um, mm-hmm. that makes him a little spookier. Uh, I just thought in live action, live in color, live in blue. Uh, I didn't know how they would do him, but he was, he, they did it. It was, he was terrifying. It lived up to it. It totally lived up to it. It was epically spectacular. I am so happy. Uh, we saw Soka. We saw Luke. We saw R2. Cad Bane is what got me. At least what, like, the other stuff made me cry because I have emotional, like, attachments to those situations and those characters and those arcs. But the Cad Bane one is what really put me over the edge and that's the one that was like feloni's able to do whatever he wants like what like the ahsoka series with sabine is gonna be wild and hera the like we're getting all of this shit that we've wanted like, I, I can't believe this is happening and i think they're trying to tell us you can believe it guys like we're not gonna we're not gonna not we're not gonna hold this back i mean when we entered this episode today i was expecting cad bane because feloni wrote it with favreau and he's directed same it. But then Same. when the entire episode goes by and we're, I'm seeing all of these other characters that I had no nowhere in the realm of possible, maybe Grogu because they talked about in the last episode, but I was completely caught off guard. And then they put I Cat totally at the end. I forgot. I forgot that we were maybe getting Cat Bane because I was so caught up in the Grogu Luke Ahsoka stuff. I know. I know. We're like yelling. We're fully yelling at each other. We're yelling. <laughs> and and I didn't. we didn't even talk about this, but Brian, when she says... I'm a, I'm a close friend of the family. <sighs> when she's, we know what that means. And when she's giggling with R2. Oh. Uh. Like, okay. like the fact that she's seeing R2 after all these years as well. I want to see that reunion. I know. And they better, points. they better give us that. And that's, this is for a discussion at the end about what this all means. But like, I want to see that, that please don't, please Filoni, yeah. don't, don't, don't keep that back from us. Um, Okay, so moments later, Banff sees a lone figure approaching, Cad Bane. He says he will double what Boba is offering if they cooperate with the Pikes. Banff says no. There is a scary standoff in the street. Cad Bane kills the deputy and shoots Banff. He says Tatooine now belongs to the Pikes Syndicate, and as long as the spice is running, he tells the townspeople everyone will be left alone. Meanwhile, two very sus Pikes uh, go into Garcifuit, my girl, looking good. Better and better every episode. Um, her sanctuary cantina. They leave a bomb and they blow it up. Did you just blow up my girl, Garza Whip? I think they <laughs> Is she did. Dead? I think so. No. I, I don't know why they had her. Why are in they killing show? off the only character in the book of Boba Fett that I actually care about? I, I, She's I, the best no, part. no comment. Right. She's so beautiful. Ugh. <laughs> If she's not dead, maybe she maybe she has some Bacta like in the back or something. Back to the Bacta. Maybe maybe um, Boba's in love with her and will give her his tank, his tanning booth. Maybe. Okay. So anyway, it blows up. Uh, Back at Luke's new little igloo, he presents Grogu with the choice of going with Mando or taking the lightsaber, Yoda's lightsaber, 
and staying to learn to become a real Jedi. The choice is his. Um, that little chainmetal Beskar little knight chainmail t-shirt yeah, broke my heart. It broke my heart. The Beskar t-shirt broke the Beskar t-shirt and his little <laughs> his little his little lightsaber, the little blade. Oh, what's he gonna pick, Brian? What's he gonna pick? Okay, here's where I'm torn. I want to see him train as a Jedi and be badass, but I also understand that like his journey for the TV show and to sell more toys is with the Mandalorian. Well, and I think it's on purpose that Luke says, I feel like he already is, he's just remembering this. I'm just helping him remember it. I'm not teaching him anything because I think it's very valuable for us to know that he's actually a pretty badass Jedi somewhere in there. He just needs it unlocked and maybe it'll be Mando that helps unlock it. Maybe it'll be Ahsoka. Yeah, that's interesting. So I, I, do you think that, sorry, go go for it. No, no, go on. I, no, I was actually going to ask you. So, what do you think is oh, going to happen? In the next I think he's going to go with Mando. I think he's going to go with Mando. I think, I think it's more interesting. I think it explains how Kylo Ren will no longer have. I won't have to lose sleep that Kylo killed Grogu. So it helps that story. If he's not at, he's not at school when this happens. I think it makes it really interesting to just have to add to this collection of non Jedi Jedi. I think it tells a better story if the human emotion is what wins personally, because we've seen it when it, we've seen the other way a billion times. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't think it's as compelling, especially when they built the show around the two of them sure. together. So my hope is that he, pick, I think, I think Grogu is going to pick Mando, but is like Grogu going to be, is Grogu going to take down the Pike syndicate? <laughs> I think that Grogu is going to like show up like Han Solo at the end of A New Hope and just like swoop in and save a lot of them. I'm hoping he brings the Jedi with him to fight um, to help protect them. And like he says goodbye to Luke and joins Mando again. But like he brings the Jedi to help fight. That's what I think might happen. That's my first thing. My second thing is that what if Grogu, because he's a foundling, like becomes the leader of the new Mandalore and has the dark saber. <laughs> oh God, don't even he, I can't see him in that much danger on a daily basis. No, no, he needs, you're, you're right. I don't know if Mandalorian season three, if it's going to be about the, about like Mandalore, Mandalore stuff. I cannot see my precious Grogu in peril day in and day out like that. So I do like the idea. Maybe he can be like a, like he's like at day camp, but he doesn't have to sleep over there. <laughs> Yeah, maybe it's like not a sleepaway yeah. camp. It's like a day camp. Yeah, yeah. He can go back and train whenever he feels like it. You know, do a little. Yeah, he gets speech. care packages from Mando. Yeah. Like I just. Yeah. I don't know. Totally. Or maybe he goes off with Ahsoka. Maybe he helps Ahsoka. I don't know, but I don't no, need him I mean, on my. I mean, I want him on my screen as much as possible, but I don't like to see him in peril. I that killed me. Mando season two. He was always mm-hmm. in danger. 
Yeah, if he's going to join back up with Mando, I need more of growth from them as a companion piece. And I'm, I, I hope that that ties into the themes of like identity that have been brought up in Mandalorian season two and this season of Boba, Book of Boba Fett. Um, and in terms of helmet on, helmet off, that kind of stuff, I'm fascinated by that. <clears throat> so um, what I want to bring up with you, Joanna, is you were not on the episode last week when Jay and Gary were here talking about like, the inconsistencies in the Boba Fett show. What's your take on these two episodes? Like, and Boba Fett over the, the, the cookbook of Robert Fettuccini overall, like what is your, what's your take on all of this? I'm, I'm interested to hear it from your perspective. Well, it's very nice of you to ask. Um, I, it makes this, I, um, I had no issue. Of course I love it all from a pure entertainment standpoint. I have no issue with any of this ever at all. Give it sure. all to me. Um, I, with the last episode, I thought this, that was completely fine. I figured it was all information that is going to play into what's to come on Boba Fett. And if we didn't have a lot of these questions, does he have the saber? What's his ship? What is that new ship he has? It's from Naboo. Um, where is Grogu? Does he still talk to Grogu? If we didn't have those things answered, we might, I might have watched it a little distracted if he was going to be in further episodes. So I thought that this was just to clear the air, give us like an up a, a thing. You know, shows do bottle episodes all the time. Shows do weird, you know, uh, concept episodes, noir episodes. It's not unheard of for a show to take a minute and like do something different. But I do, when this, when it started this way, half of my brain, of course, said, Oh, hell yeah. Like, uh, this isn't, this isn't appropriate, but hell yeah. But then the other half is like, wow, um, it's so stark to do two episodes like this. It must be for a reason. I don't know what that reason could be, uh, unless it's that Grogu is going to be a big part in what's to come with Boba Fett. Um, so I'm sort of just trusting that this is all being given to us because it's, pertinent to the plot or it's imperative to the plot somehow. Um, I don't, I, I don't want this to take away from what we're going to learn on Ahsoka show or Obi-Wan show. I don't think Obi-Wan's going to have to do with this though. Um, and we don't have a Luke show. So like, this is really, this is filling in a lot of blanks. Um, but I do think that if you're here for a Boba Fett story, I can see why people like Jay, because as he said, last episode was like, Come on, man. Like, can this, can you save this for your own show? Um, the only thing I can say to Jay is that maybe there's just a reason we're getting this now and it'll, it'll all make sense in the end. I'll, it'll be very strange if this, these were just here to like entertain us. Right. What do you think? I'm a little confused. Yeah. Um, l listen. I love these two episodes. I'm not returning these episodes. Absolutely um, not. You couldn't pry them from my cold, dead hands. I am just confused as to why we spent so much time with the poor narrative around Boba Fett in these first four episodes to kind of break this completely. Like, why not just make this Mandalorian season three split up the fact that like Boba is a Mandalorian, like found technically in some ways. I mean, he's, he's a foundling of his father and all that. He's armor, but like, 
I think that there's a way to like split the stories, have them over intersect, oversect, and whatever, and weave together and do this concurrently, and then come together on Pike with Pike Syndicate, all of that stuff. So like that's just a little bit confusing to me, like the narrative of it. Like, why do we spend all this time with the Tuscans and his backstory to like now I understand it was to understand him a little bit more, but I don't think they just did it that great. And in this last episode, like you know, they'll get back into the Pike stuff, but like, have we just, I'm just confused as to like, I, I understand that they're trying to tell this whole big star Wars story through whatever show is airing right now. But like, I, I just feel like they could categorize it better. If that makes sense. Does that it's, make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's too disorganized for this to be uh, just like an accident or just like, it, this isn't how it usually works. My, yeah. my, my, cons- my concern is the things that you said that, why didn't we just sort of sect this off, section this off differently? I will say, and something I've been that was very clear last week with Av, having Amy Sedaris, you have a character in in Din who is you know that archetype that is like strong and silent. You need the Grogu or the Amy Sedaris to be the bubbly thing that bounces off of him. Mm. Boba Fett doesn't have that. He's the strong, silent type, and he has Fennec, who's also a strong, silent type. So sure. the show is just is just is just like I mean, I mean, they couldn't have known they would have re, they would have done post production if the show was not going well. Like if Tamora Morrison couldn't carry the show or the narrative, I think they would have gone back and redone this. I just think there's it's there's a bigger picture that maybe we're just not seeing because it's it's otherwise it's so disorganized and random and yeah. takes it all the feels, wind out of the sails in terms of being like a narrative television show i feel like it's missing themes last week made a little bit more sense for me because it was talking about the family theme the tribe theme he was kicked out of his tribe he had he his tribe really is with grogu like this whole tribe mentality that they tried to establish with the tuscan raiders and why he doesn't want to be a bounty hunter anymore that that's like i get that this week they, they it was a little bit more about family and tribe but i feel like we're getting like amazing wikipedia entries that are just making them canon as opposed to like really weaving a story again that is how I feel right now. I will have different opinion next week when we watch the finale. Yeah. Um, potentially. But that's kind of how I'm feeling. Like, they spent four weeks of going through Boba's backstory. Like, are we going to bring Kamino back? You have a Boba Fett show. How have we not seen clone troopers? How have we not seen Rex? How or have we Omega. not seen all of that stuff? Omega. Like, how are these things not in a Boba Fett show? You, like... Like, and use what you have. I'm not complaining because I love these two episodes, of but course. I am complaining. And not to mention Cad, Cad Bane is in episodes with Omega and Fennec. So that actually is, com- he's completely relevant to that subject matter. So when you mm-hmm. see that oh, Cad Bane's in an episode, it's, it's like almost a given that that should tie in because it's almost totally. too close not to. So it does seem... Very odd. I I love the Mandalore stuff. I know that that's that stuff seems irrelevant. I think it's going to be very relevant, but for Mandalorian season three. But I think that it. I, I don't know. It it seems as though the Boba stuff was handled slowly and with uh gathering some momentum, and then it just stopped with this. Yeah. But then again got everyone talking about the book of Boba Fett only, only in title only. 
Um, because it was Mandalorian. Yeah. And then I was gonna watch anything. It could have been called like Star Wars Bantha Poodoo, and I would have watched it. Like it <laughs> right. didn't you know what I mean? Also right. something I do wanna say is Boba Fett in The Empire Strikes Back, he even Cad Bane says it. He's a cold, he, quote, Boba Fett is a cold-blooded killer who worked for the Empire. Like, that is what we know of him. A lot of us has, have put our own stories onto him, all that stuff. But in Clone Wars, we see Boba Fett as this kind of sociopathic teenager, right? So I'm interested in, like, I... I understand that the Sarlacc pit and that whole situation could have humbled him. I understand how his time with the Tuscans could have softened him, made him see something different. I just don't think this show did enough within those flashbacks to justify the change in character. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah. I don't I, care. I'm not upset with what they're doing with the character. I don't think they gave us enough to get him from point A to point B. I agree with you. I also, does that play into the fact, or is it relevant that, again, they made this show before they saw the reception? So they knew that they were going to do this no matter what. Yeah, totally. And if we loved the Book of Boba Fett thus far, you know, we would be, I don't know. It uh, it seems strange. I mean, they they probably had filmed a lot of this uh, toward the end of Mandalore, or they, they'd already started working on this, obviously, to make the, um, to make like the epilogue or the um, stinger scene back when they did Mandalorian. So like, we don't know how well, long no, this they is. Could have, they probably filmed that stinger scene before they started production on it. I don't know. I don't know the timeline. Yeah. But it does seem it's like they're not playing off of what our responses are. This is like exactly what totally. they wanted to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is why I think that there's something that we're just not getting. And the only thing I – my gut is telling me, but my gut was completely wrong because I was like, we're not going to see Grogu. Like they're going to save that. Sure. Or that was just a wink. Like we're just – this is going to be a bag in Tatooine now. My gut is saying that uh, the forces, no pun intended, at play – that are going to be in the finale, or maybe there's a season two of Book of Boba Fett, this is all relevant to um, to not being distracted while seeing how that plays out. But I, I have, we've heard yeah. nothing from Boba. Even in the episode in the, you know, the, the stew room or the war room, Boba, he doesn't even have any lines, does he? He's like one line. Maybe one line. Um, I will say that Tamora Morrison's agent having him always be starring in these episodes is spectacular. <laughs> yeah. That, that's a reach. That's a reach. Yeah. All right, um, any, what are their final thoughts? What are your predictions for the finale next week, Joanna? Well, I completely thought this show was going to take a turn to be crime syndicate, Crimson Dawn, uh, Kira, Han. So, uh, it, but at first I thought it was going to be an Omega kind of cloney show. So, I'm at a loss. I think that next episode is going to be crazy. I hope it's really long. I think Grogu is going to go with Mando and he's going to wear his cutie little Beskar t-shirt. Um, I hope he sneezes again because he sneezed and said Achu and flipped in this episode and my heart melted. I hope he's doing a lot melted. more jumping and flipping. Like, wow. Like he was oh, so cute. Those um, jumps and flips and the balancing oh was amazing. It was incredible. Um, I just think that maybe he's gonna like 
maybe he's going to be a freaking Jedi in the next episode. That's that's what I think. I think he's going to like help. I think that the only way to get him to be a good Jedi is is to put Mando back with him. And that's why this is all happening is Mando need it's a means by which to like grow the story. Um, What do you think? What are your predictions? I don't know. I think micro predictions. We're going to get more of the same characters. I think we're going to get Luke again. I think that my hope is that he fights side by side with Ahsoka on Tatooine. Um, uh, My hope is that Boba Fett's going to ride the Rancor. No question in my mind. Um, Yeah, maybe he, yeah, this is a battle that's happening. I wonder if we'll get Han and we'll get Kira and we'll get some of that stuff. Maybe we'll get Leia with Han there. There's just maybe no we'll, time. Maybe we can't we'll get track a little, all these characters. A Ben Solo at like five or six <gasps> years old. Yeah, like like uh, we're just giving to the babysitter, but like just wanted to say hi. Okay, now go off with the babysitter. Well, maybe maybe Han will fight with the, the baby Bjorn with a baby yeah. Bjorn on his or chest. the or the Bjorn baby nurse droid. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm at a loss now because. This has gone so off the rails uh, in the the best way for me. But I feel for you, Jay, if you're listening, you know, and I feel for uh, anyone who doesn't know who Cad Bane is and who doesn't really value Ahsoka too. I'm always questioning this about, you know, making this extended universe as part of the main universe. I love it, but I feel, you know, I use my sister as a great um, sort of like, checkpoint of is mm-hmm. this too much or is this uh fine and i know she's enjoying it but i know that there's she's frustrated by the lack of knowledge of the extended universe into the excitement in mandalorian too this happened so sure you know i what do you think about all this like the mar like the mcuifying of all of this the uh bringing this extended universe into the mainstream like this I love it. I mean, obviously you love it, right? I love it. I think these, I think this is how you make Star Wars keep going and be more successful. Yeah. Honestly, like. You bring a new fan group in, the younger kids. Yeah. I care about the original characters and the main characters, but I care just as much about Ahsoka and Cad Bane. And honestly, after how much, how disappointed I was specifically by Rise of Skywalker and how much Mandalorian and the Clone Wars and Rebels got me back into Star Wars, I owe it to Dave Filoni for getting me like really hyped and back into Star Wars because J.J. Abrams let me down so deeply. Um, and I love the character of Ray. Um, I don't think she was written that well. I think that we were super disappointed by how they handled Finn and Rose and even um, Poe Dameron. I was just very disappointed about, they created these awesome characters that they kind of just like let fly into the wind. Um, and and we here we have these layered characters with background run by somebody, Filoni and Favreau, who know Star Wars and know, and, and what I think this episode does really well is it balances the fan service with actual narrative storytelling that we care about. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? This isn't a parade of droids through the towns of Tatooine. Like, just give me fan service like that. This is right. this is really uh, important to the plot. I think I also, but I at the same I know I know how you feel about the newest movies, but at the same time, I think that. Pair that the the world that is pairing Ray with Ahsoka with Grogu with Finn those new characters coming to get with Ezra that world is really exciting to me 
And I think that yeah. it's a lot more like loose cannons running around and Jedi that aren't really Jedi. I, I think this yeah. is setting up for a long, a long story going forward, which is very exciting. Um, but yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 have, I have no idea what's coming. I just, I'm going to be so pumped. Uh, I'm at this point, I'm just submitting to Filoni and I'm saying just, I assume this is all mm-hmm. for a reason, man. Because otherwise there are going to be a lot of people who are going to be like, why did we just watch that? I know. The Tuscan Raiders have nothing to do with anything. I know. And I think that the, uh, I mean, maybe the Tuscans that are left will come in and help along with um, the Freetown because they work together to kill the crate dragon. Oh, I loved when they were carrying the crate dragon's head on the, the sand crawler the with Jawas. the Jawas. The Jawas that are like getting great. the as Justin said, the Jawas are getting a great edit this season. They're they're they're, they're getting their it. characters have been recon rec- retconned like totally. Whoever they're, the Jawas PR person is is killing it. Killing it. Killing it. Uh, um, yeah. Then, okay, so. Uh, what do you think the teaser that the, the stinger is going to be next week? Um, and what would you rate this episode? The stinger is going to be Obi-Wan. I'm, I don't know that I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm putting it out there. The stinger is going to be Obi-Wan and, uh, Ooh, well, I don't know. It depends on what happened in this last episode. I'm going to say Obi-Wan. And then the, uh, the, my rating of the episode is a 10, a 10, 10, 10, 10, 10. I know it has nothing to do with Boba Fett, but it's a 10. (laughs) Yeah. This is a big fat 10 for me, a big, big, big fat job of the hut size 10. And uh, I think that. Did we ever uh, think we'd get a 10 episode for Boba Fett? I mean, we didn't. We got a 10 for Mandalorian. I know, it's true. Uh, but I, I will say that I think we're getting some. I, I agree with you. I think we're getting some trailers. I think we're getting like a big, like, this is what's coming in 2022 for the Star Wars universe, but, and it'll say, like, coming 2022, and then we'll get a date for the next thing, whether it's Kenobi or Ahsoka or whatever it is, I think we'll be getting Yeah, I hope it's a big, fat, like, just juicy montage or at least just clips, and I hope it has nothing to do with the newest movies. I hope that we have a lot of time before we have to start touching that. Like, that, that... Oh, yeah. I hope that we have just years and years. I know how much time we have, but I hope that they're drawing out this so much to make maybe that makes sense later uh, to recon Mm -hmm. to to decanonize it. I don't know, but I hope it has nothing. The scariest thing is when they start to talk about the cloning again, because that makes me think of Palpy. And I don't want that to just jump to the Palpy. I don't want them to try to make Palpy make sense. Uh, But something tells me they're going that direction. With Grogu. And one but, last thing I want to say is that watching Mando get in and out of his starship is hilarious. He like struggles <laughs> a little bit. It's my favorite thing. And Grogu's gonna love that little that little spot for him. His ears are gonna go up every time they go around. He's gonna love his yeah, new his dad's new whip. He's gonna love it. I'm obsessed. Well, nerds, is that a bench? How long will I be waiting? Well, don't worry, you won't have long to wait because tomorrow we'll be diving into the newest episode of Peacemaker on HBO. Make sure to join us in the Nerdverse by following on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at the Nerdverse Pod. Be sure to blast over and subscribe to the Nerdverse with Joanna and Brian on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and rate and review us there. As a new universe and a multiverse of other Nerdverses, the reviews are super important for us. So thank you so much for listening and engaging and, and just like loving Star Wars just alongside of us. As much as we can be complain about some things or hope things are better or there, like we love 
Star Wars. That is the bottom line. Yeah, I mean, we run long, guys. Today's episode is going to be like a bajillion hours. I'm sorry about that, but we just love it so much. And we love to hear from you. Please keep telling all your nerdy friends about us. And if anything, remember, a short time for you is a lifetime for others. Oh, that was so heartbreaking. That was so dark. Yoda's lightsaber. Like, he must have taken it when Yoda died in Return of the Jedi. Like... I love all of it. I love but all of it. But you know what's great is that Yoda meditated far too fucking much, and Grogu doesn't even know how to meditate because he's too distracted. <laughs> so, like, that's great because we need this species to not meditate so much. I know. When he talked about his um, uh, Yoda's uh, 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 speech patterns and, like, all of that, and I, and I thought it was interesting that, like, do you want to see where you came from? But he saw... Order 66. Is that the last thing he remembers? Is that trauma so big that that's what he saw? Is that where he feels like he came from? He was born out of that trauma? It's all very interesting. Did Yoda see that happen? And also, did, did Yoda ever get to meet Grogu? And also, the from the desert comes a stranger almost sounds like how Yoda talks. It's like a yeah, riddle. Yeah, also true. From yeah. the desert comes a stranger? It's just say a stranger Western comes from though. the desert. Yeah, totally. It's super Western as well. I love it! 